Hi and welcome to episode two of our World Cup series looking at mindset, that hidden variable, that hidden performance variable in what's going to make success for the individual on the team or otherwise. So I'm joined again in my virtual studio by uh, Lewis Buxton. So um, Lewis, it's, it's been a really eventful um, period, um, particularly from an England standpoint of course, we're in the World Cup. So yeah, great to see you and chat again today. Yeah, good to see you again, Michael. All right. Okay. So I think um, getting straight into it, hopefully, well, maybe I'll recap actually, because people didn't listen to the first one. Um, we're, we're talking here about um, purely about the mindset. There's a lot of punditry on the, uh, the physical side of it, of what went on. And we want to look at really the mental game and how that impacts us and our performance and what we're doing. So I guess to kick off with the, the one thing that was common there um, was about for England, it's rings true anyway for people about the kind of the expectation that's on, on you, the weight of the nation on your shoulders. And this showed up for Argentina, you know, when it talks about Messi. And um, what I saw in the, in the press was a picture in kind of, you know, holding his brow like this. And in the anthem, he, he couldn't look at the camera. He looked in, not in good shape, you know, mentally, that is. And, um, and they said, yeah, it's because he's got 44 million people, you know, he's carrying the team, essentially. Um, so he had all this expectation and responsibility that would go with that, you know, one man to join the team together. And um, and for a lot of people, that would seem true. You know, if you're a captain or you're someone who's who's got that responsibility, then perhaps feeling the weight should make sense. And Rio commented something about England as well that was very similar. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I just picked up on it um, on Instagram. He mentioned, you know, from his for playing for England that having the weight of the nation on your shoulder he mentioned something along similar lines to that and I think you know it's easy to kind of say well I've played in the international game for a long time and you know you don't know what it's like I think that would be a good a good point that uh, players players could make but you know I think when you look at this team um, on Sunday, winning 6-1 against Panama, they looked very free. They looked like they had a great togetherness. And you can see that showing up in their body language a lot of the time. And um, when Rio played at the major tournament sometimes, I think they mentioned that they were unhappy about being kept up um, in the hotel and not having their family there, that kind of thing. And you got the sense that they didn't get on that well. They had fantastic players, but maybe that, that team spirit wasn't there. And, you know, buying into having the weight of the world on your shoulders, um, to me, it's just going to take away from your performance level. And these lads at the moment look like they're going to be getting the most out of their performance. And to me, that comes from a, a place where you're not thinking of consequences you're not thinking of strategies and you go out there and you just perform. So it sounds pretty simple, but I guess the, the overriding um, understanding, if you like, from people from a psychological point of view is, well, three lines on your shirt, of course you'd feel pressure. I'd feel nervous. I'd feel that I had to perform at my best. You know, I'd got into the team and, and there would be an, a, an expectation level or something um, going on. So the things that are spoken about, there's common knowledge, essentially, by the press and the media, everyone, as you say, we use the word, I think, buying, you know, buying into that story um, of what's, for people, it's not a story, it's very real. I mean, it's the absolute truth of, well, of course. So 
I think what we're suggesting here is that there could be something else. So it'd be good for you to maybe speak a little bit about that, that, well, what else could it be then if it's not that? Or how do you not mm. the expectation? So I think rather than look at how do you stop it, it's interesting to say, well, how can that not be true in the first place? Yeah, I think you haven't got to concentrate on, on stopping it like you mentioned. It's more of a case of however I feel, I'm going to show up and I'm going to give it everything. And these players will have done that time in, time out, but sometimes it feels like there's an exception. Um, and the reason is always the same. We always think there's an exception when we're thinking about exceptions and we're locked in a way of seeing the world, our perception is, you know, this is how it is. This is a fact, which is always going to look like a fact until you know you you see through it and that's going to come from your own insights it's always going to come from the player it's never going to come from the thousands millions of fans watching um it's just going to come from that individual and these lads look like they see that um even small things like you said the celebration jesse lingard did his um little dance which some of the the pundits aren't too keen on, but um, I enjoyed that. It just looks like they're having a bit of fun and, you know, they're not taking, although they're obviously wanting to perform at their best, they haven't got a serious mindset. They haven't got all that serious thinking going on. Um, and even when he came off and he was like sat on the bench, it looked like, you know, they were having um, a good chat and a, and a kind of laugh and a joke. Um, you know, and you could say, well, Again, is that circumstance? Is that because they've won 6-1? And I can see how everybody might think that, but um, it's down to people to, to see those little moments where circumstances may have not been perfect in everyone else's eyes, but there's something else there, something at their core that kind of drives them on to, to perform and to, to do whatever they whatever they're they're doing whether it's in professional sport um in business or you know or 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 parenting or can be anything so it's just having a having an open mind and um knowing that your perception is always um covered by your own thinking um to seeing that as a fact for yourself Yes, it's interesting, isn't it? So you, you may be, I'm reading between the lines, don't put words into your mouth, but you're kind of maybe suggesting that, you know, as Southgate, given this team, or Jesse as he's interpreted it, that, that he's allowed to express himself and be himself without conforming, if you like, because you get this in the culture of a team or an organisation or wherever it is. There's a way we do things around here. There's a, an expectation on how you should be, you should show up, you should behave. And often that might not be you know, kind of intrinsically comfortable to you or natural to you, but you want to try and fit in as opposed to just get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that happens quite a bit, doesn't it, where we just try and conform. We try and maybe go along with a certain culture. Um, I don't know, maybe a macho culture, that type of thing. Um, where some a bit further that this isn't really me I'm just 
I'm just going along and being like everyone else, um, following the herd, if you like. Yeah. And I think the player, the the players that stand out, um, and the people in everyday life that stand out, are those that are kind of genuine, genuine to the, to themselves. You know, in spite of any environment or circumstance. You know, they're not bulletproof, but you know they stick to stick to who they are and um they don't know know that they don't have to act in a certain way to appease everyone around them so to me that's a strength i think some organizations see it as a bit of a threat and this guy is unpredictable or um he's not doing everything exactly how we like it but i think in the england team Gareth Southgate looks like he's given them license to work off a structure and and kind of express themselves a bit more. And that's what Rio Ferdinand was mentioned at the end of his um, Instagram post that they seem to understand what he wants, Southgate, and they've also got a bit of a freedom to express themselves. And for me, that was always um, a plus point from any team that I ever played in. If the manager you know, put in put structures in place day in, day out, and then they just became um they kind of became ingrained in you and you you obviously played to an aspect of what you wanted, but you still had the license to to express yourself and let your qualities come out. It's really interesting you're talking there about, I guess, the, the split between creativity uh, versus um, working within a very fixed or rigid structure where you want to be able to hold your position, hold your organisation, discipline, you would even call that, you know, to not sort of step outside of your box or whatever's been the strategy that's, that we're running for this game or for, for this particular time of year or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, for me, I think that that seems to be what happens here, that you're allowed to, as you say, to to understand what the structure is, the rough organisation, the tactical um, intent for the game, whilst saying, OK, well, that's our plans. And then there's what happens. And it reminds me of um, yeah, it's a great Eisenhower quote, I think he says is something like this. I find planning indispensable, but plans ultimately worthless. And um, and I think that's yeah. able then to to be able to do whatever's needed in reaction to the actual play as opposed to dogmatically sticking to what you already know and there's a clue in that when we're talking about this mindset approach isn't there to people sticking to what's common knowledge or what is um, kind of a normal understanding for people to say look there is actually another way that that you can't be affected by these things outside of you or whatever's going on that that you can be have the freedom to to think and behave clearly for yourself uh, yeah, definitely. And I picked up, um, I think one of the set plays, the England lads got together in like a little huddle. Um, Jordan Henderson looked like he, he was um, calling a play on them or something. So maybe there's something he noticed there. Maybe he's been given license to kind of stick like we spoke to um, in the last podcast about kind of the reality of the moment. What have you seen? What are you picking up on? And in that second, in, in that moment, um, and just being open to finding finding an opportunity as it happens and when it happens, um, rather than being completely stuck in a structure. Um, 
so it seemed to me like he had he'd seen a little um play that they could run it was obviously something they'd already worked on but he kind of picked the right one for the for the right moment um and they actually ended up scoring from it so i think if you're a boss or a coach it's just good to empower those those around you and know that you know um there's leaders within every single player um so you just got to allow them um and, and give them license um and and bring that out of them i guess yeah it reminds me of that kind of uh the very um humorous quote from kimmy raikkonen when he was racing and they were barking orders at him over the radio you know that's the thing when you're trying to in formula one drive a car fast and they're telling you what your strategic move is or what you should or shouldn't do and he, he yelled back i don't know if you, you watched it or saw it but he was kind of i know what i'm doing and um, <laughs> yeah that's just such a cool thing to be able to say to the players you know or anyone who's trying to get that job done you got there for a reason and having that trust that you know what you're doing this is the overall structure and uh, now get on with it now get out there and play and and know you've got that kind of backing if you like or you've got the the authority to be yourself is is huge and i think gareth has, has probably instilled that in the guys which is why he's getting a different result so so in terms of the creativity i mean the one thing that you that we want to touch on as well i guess is the you know, the things that players will be doing off the ball, this is the most interesting for me because you've got the 90 minutes is of such a short time um, when it all happens where everything counts. But in the build-up, the prep and everything else, they might be, you know, does their creativity extend to visualising this and what might happen and, you know, seeing yourself in the picture or scoring or whatever it is that's that's kind of a good performance for you. What what goes on behind the scenes there for people beforehand and, and what do you think is helpful or not helpful? Um, I think some players use visualization. I know that I tried it um, many years ago. I tried it for a few months. Um, initially, I felt like it gave me something, and then in the end, I just got knackered from it. <laughs> and just thought, this is not what it's about. I just want to want to enjoy my football, and it was too much like hard work, and it was kind of. At times, I think, you know, players and maybe me back then, you're looking to manipulate your own feelings. You're looking to um, force a confident confident feeling or you're looking to force a, um, you know, a free feeling as opposed to a wound up tight, fearful feeling that, that you may have pre-game. So to me, that can that can never really be achieved. I think from the start, I kind of kidding myself that that can be achieved. But you know, I, I think that's something we best better leaving alone. Um, we don't need to control what we think or feel. Just need to kind of understand it, and the rest takes care of itself. You know, like we said, the mind's got a got self clearing capacity there so to me visualization if you're looking to uh, recreate a feeling um, then things are going to become become difficult because you're kind of working against your own experience so that's my take on it I don't know what what your thoughts are on it yeah, definitely. You know, I'd agree with a lot of, lot of you said there. I think it's it's interesting and you're definitely on the hiding to nothing if you think that you can uh, 
ensure or guarantee your confidence in any given moment by doing some sort of prep work beforehand or seeing yourself score 10 out of 10 penalties, for example, that you, you're going to be feeling great about taking a penalty and rushing up to the spot because in that moment we all know we've done that. Or even sometimes we have a need to think about feeling good. We just happen to have felt good. And you before yeah. the game, yet when the moment comes for the penalty, you might be flabbergasted as to, hang on, I thought I was really confident, but all of a sudden, I don't fancy this one, you know? And and that can happen just from a look you get from a keeper, you know, oh, he's looking confident or, you know, something just can unsettle you in that moment that you see and then it seemingly evaporates, right? So, so yeah. yeah. There's no, there's no kind of causative effect for something that you can do to guarantee that, that you'll be 70 getting a feeling at some point in the future. So, um, so I think that's a good message to, to end on or to leave out, out there. And I guess the final point that, I don't know, that's come to me that speaks to that is people, I guess, who are listening might think, well, we've got mental coaches in the team or you've got access to people that can help with a mental game. And, and yet from what Rio's talking about, from his direct experiences, like you, you know, recently emerging from a full-time career in the game, um, is still peddling, you know, not peddling, what's the right word, is still um, talking the same way that you can actually do something about these things or the three lions, automatically you put that shirt on, you will feel the weight, there is pressure that comes with it um, versus that pressure being versus, active, versus that, versus that. Sorry, yeah, I mean, Sorry. yeah, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah, I think an interesting point on that is if that was the case every time, then people like Michael Owen, I think I've, I've mentioned it before, but when you talk about um, his debut, when he scored that goal against Argentina, um, what was it, 1998, something like that in France, he came on as a young kid, um, and went and scored against Argentina, one of the kind of most memorable goals um, for England in a World Cup. And when you listen to him, he mentions that he couldn't wait to get out there. He couldn't wait to to take his opportunity. And, and he just ran at the defence straight away. And he was kind of, um, his intuition was that they were fearful of his pace and he he just got at them. So I don't think... You know, when you when you hear top players talking like that, you've got to ask yourself a question: Is this really the way it works? Is this really what happens? You know, does this England shirt and does this um, playing for my country really carry a weight? And if it does, how do people like Michael Owen manage to be? You know, you can't hold him back. He just wants to get out there and do it, and he's nineteen. It just doesn't make uh, common sense to me. So, you know, I think it's um, probably time for people to address the whole manipulation of feelings and um, trying to recreate something um, that they felt two days ago or the game before. So I think that's just an interesting point to pick up on uh, Michael Owen and... Um, yeah, I think you only have to look at um, Harry Kane. I'd love to hear what he, what was going through his mind when he took those two penalties, but um, they were fantastic penalties, just almost ripped the back of the net out. So, um, you know, I just think it's time for players and clubs and 
businesses to look in a in a different direction than than many are at the moment. Yeah, I'd certainly agree with that. Yeah, I'd certainly agree with that. And I, I know that the, the uh, sort of Owens won the Rowan's won the it's it's amazing that the inexperience is amazing and being able to just get on with it, um, play with your freedom. Um, and like you were, as, as everyone desires, you know, as a kid without the expectation, the worry, just get out there and get on with it. And um, he was certainly able to achieve great things. So, yeah, you, you've got to take, so what's going on there, you know, and look at that. And um, I think it'll be something fascinating to explore next time, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. And um, being able to, to get on with it. So, yeah. So they're uh, Belgium next. And um, it'd be really interesting then to see, you know, how the mood in the camp, as it were, or the press flavour and how that's shaping up. Because uh, with it being a game that's insignificant in terms of result and for us being in or out of the tournament we're in, we're through, it doesn't matter. However, there is this, uh, the word momentum creeping up and uh, we want to keep winning the winning ways or the winning habits. And that's a whole another genre of conversation, you know, about the significance or otherwise of that. So, um, yeah, really fascinating subjects. You got any, any thoughts on, on those areas? Um, touch on briefly. Um, no, I'll just be like you said, I'll be interested to, to see how they get on against Belgium and, and maybe if they come up against a, a tough result, you know, maybe if Belgium uh, beat them two, two or three nil, you know, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope they go on and win, but how, the, how they come back from that and like you said, it's easy to to mull over past results, but I I just get the sense that it, even if that does happen, that they they don't buy into that too much. They've got a good team spirit there, and I think they're just put that behind them. So, you know, I, I hope they um, either draw and win and top the group, and things pan out well for them in the in the last um, sixteen, and um, yeah, and they they get as far as possible. Right. Well, I certainly echo that sentiment. So, yeah, listen, thanks again for uh, joining me today. It's been, uh, it's been really great chatting to you, as always. So, um, until next time, uh, we hope you tune in and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much, Lewis. Cheers, Michael.